and y'all. Hope you're doing well. Good evening around the world. Uh, there's a few of you that I have to write back in my inbox. <laughs> my apologies for taking a while to get back to you because I have been very busy and um, I've been having to do some readings and readings have been um, <laughs> pretty back to back and other stuff going on. So I will write you back as soon as I get a chance. Um, today I actually have to take a day off today and tomorrow um, my gods have demanded me to take a day off because I got really drained yesterday because I did like I did two videos on this channel I did a hour-long tarot unboxing and I did um, a Libra reading a Libra general slash love reading for March and I did a 50-minute reading for somebody privately so <laughs> I was fried by the time I went to bed after 11 o'clock last night, sun, uh, which was Saturday, March 6th. So today's Sunday, March 7th, 2021, and I've been feeling this energy, and um, so I need to come on and address this, right? And this don't have to do with nobody on YouTube. Um, this, this has to do with, you know, my upbringing and things that happened to me in my life. And I just wanted to um, shed some light on why I am the way that I am okay and how people can put you in that energy now yes we have free will and we can choose to be a certain way but honestly people put me in a certain energy and then they're surprised when they see what they get out of it so for those people out there, this I don't give a fuck if it's so-called relatives, family members, people I went to high school with, people I knew in college, whoever the fuck, people I know around the way in the na goddamn neighborhood, whatever the fuck, people that I pass in the grocery store, I don't give a fuck who it is. This is for the people out there that think something negative about me being a magician a tarot reader and i don't mean a magician like motherfucking david copperfield that does card tricks i'm talking about the real fucking kind of magician okay the real the real magician not card tricks and motherfucking disappearing acts people who think something about me negative that about me being an occultist you know i don't give a fuck about none of that shit the reason why i'm addressing it is because i wanted to share with the public part of my story as i've shared with many other things on my channel and my podcast so firstly these people that think something about oh she's a tarot reader oh she's a psychic oh she's a spiritual a spiritualist now she's a some people are erroneously calling me a witch. I am not a witch. I've never called myself a witch. I am a magician and an occultist slash spiritualist. I am a reader or diviner, but I'm not just a tarot reader. I do more divining than just tarot. There's a lot of different types of divination that I am um, able to practice and do practice and skilled at other than just tarot cards. See, I'm not just skilled in the tarot. I'm also full on telepathic. I'm also, I also have the gift of telekinesis that I don't know how to control, okay? And when I say I don't know how to control it, I mean spontaneously it happens. You know, you've seen that, for those of you that have seen that movie Firestarter, no, I've never started a damn fire, but I haven't tried to, to be honest, but it has happened in the astral realm. 
where fire appeared in my hand it has not happened in a 3d though but if it happened because it happened in the astral that means the gift is there it's just not manifesting yet which is a good thing because i would have been done burn some shit down okay i would have burned down some of the homes of these pedophiles these politicians these cutthroat ass people sitting up in the government not doing what they're supposed to do you know these sorry ass health centers that people go in and they don't come out yeah them, them motherfuckers would have burned the fuck down if i had pyrokinesis and that's why the most high won't let me have it in this reality i can only have it in the astral realm I don't, i'm not allowed to have it here because i have a vigilante aspect to my personality okay robin hood motherfucking energy steal from the rich and give it to the poor yeah that shit is in me you know payback that kind of shit is in me punisher energy that kind of shit is in me okay and it's been in me for lifetimes to these people who have something to say about me exercising um, my spiritual gifts and me uh, forming a business and, and having a platform, having platforms, plural, and me being well known and all this stuff. Who probably wonder, well, why won't she, why didn't she get a regular job? She could a regular job, regular job, regular job. Well, the reason why I didn't get a regular job is number one, I was blocked from getting a regular job. One year, one summer, actually, I put in 43 resumes to different federal, state, and local jobs. Do you know I never got a call? And that's after seven motherfucking years in university. Not one call. One of them, I was one job, I was guaranteed a federal job by the Obama administration as a special clause that he had in his legislation i was guaranteed a job with the federal government under the schedule a program which sought to hire um spouses of veterans homeless veterans and people on social security disability and do you know the person at the va hospital at the va administration that received my resume and application rejected me and said that I didn't have enough experience after seven years of university, two years in nursing school. As I said, I got sick mysteriously right before I was supposed to graduate. Two or three months before I was supposed three months before I was supposed to graduate, I got mysteriously ill and had to withdraw. You know, um, a year and a half training in medical transcription, volunteer records at hospitals. You know, and all of this, uh, you know, and uh, three years in a bachelor's in business specializing in management program at a university. This motherfucker told me I didn't have enough experience to be a fucking patient representative at a goddamn desk at a VA hospital. Not only that, I was an accounting tech for the federal government on a military base and a bank teller for a national bank. But I didn't have enough experience to sit at a fucking desk. And I didn't have enough skills to sit at a fucking desk and type in patient information. Is what he told me. A white man. But under the Schedule A program, they said, Obama said, you suppose you have to hire these people. Don't tell them about no experience. You train them. You have to hire them. But yet I was denied a job. So after that happened and the 43 other resumes, I said, well, I can tell that it's not meant for me to work a job. 
Okay, I couldn't even get a job at Walgreens. Walgreens, can you do you understand me? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Walgreens would not even hire me as a cashier. You know why? Because I'm overeducated, overqualified. Dollar General would not hire me. I tried those places just to see if this was something spiritual because I knew it was spiritual. So I threw little applications in the Wal Walgreens and Dollar General and CVS just to see if this should get blocked. I know it's spiritual. And sure enough, overqualified, not going to hire you. So if people want to know why I didn't work a regular job, that's why. Why the fuck am I going to waste my time? I had a vision um, back in fucking 2012 that I was owning a business and pushing a big body Benz. 2012. That I was a subcontractor and also had employees under me. So... Matter of fact, I told a friend about this vision too. Back then when it happened. And if she's listening, she probably remembers it. So, let me tell you the other reason why I don't work a regular job. For the people that's nosy, because I'm picking up this energy. So I know if I'm picking the energy up, it's some people out there running their mouth and saying the shit. Or they're sending the energy my way. The other reason why is because every every time I was in a career field, when I was in banking, my mother blocked me from going further in blank, banking. She prayed against me and she probably did witchcraft because when you pray against another person, baby, that's witchcraft. I don't give a fuck if you in your Bible or not. When you pray, you Christians that pray against other people to block opportunities for them when you don't have to say in that, you're committing sin in the eyes of the Most High and you are partaking in what's called witchcraft. Just so you know, you are just as guilty as any open witch or warlock is. You are just as guilty. My mother said basically she was totally against me going to Atlanta as a young black banking professional and working for Bank of America. She was totally against that. Why the fuck would you be totally against that when I'm single with no children? Why the fuck would you be totally against a young black female going down there when that was the black professional mecca in the early 2000s? Why the fuck would you be totally against that? The bitch didn't want me to be nothing. That's why I'll never speak to her ass. I don't know when I would ever fucking speak to her. She blocked me with my banking career when I started at the commissary, uh, which is a federal job. She did shit. She did witchcraft there. I ended up, I was also in nursing school at the same time. So I'm leveling up in the ranks. They started training me to work in the cash case. So I was going to be leveling up. To a GS4, uh, GS, excuse me, GS2, GS3, GS4, GS5, sat with your salary in the military and in federal jobs. So I was going to keep leveling up because those people took a liking to me. And they knew, she knew that if a, they were going to train me to take one of their positions and to work. So there were older ladies that were like GS8, GS9 salary level. And all they did was work in the cash cage. 
and do the you know the um the inventory and stuff uh what well, they did like the uh financials the auditing not not auditing but the financials and accounting for the commissary and they oversaw the cashiers and the commissary is the uh, uh grocery store on base on it's on military bases and army posts and i imagine also there's commissaries i haven't been on a marine um camp you know a marine base yet but there are commissaries there too so They were going to train me um, to take their place, basically, because they were age, They were getting close to retirement. There was three of them. They were all very close to retirement, and they were all training me. So they were going to, they were training me to take their position, but they just weren't saying it. They were just strategically doing that, like, I'm going to start taking more and more time off, so I'm going to train Bree. So that when I'm coming in hours late or when I want to only do half a day or when I want to be off, Bree will be here and be able to take over these responsibilities. And Bree will be able to handle this safe and this money um, without, you know, me having to be here as much because I'm getting ready to retire anyway. They didn't, you know, people will do that if they like you on a job. They will train you like that even if they're not saying so, even if they're not telling their bosses that they're doing that. They will do it. But the bosses knew the, the commissary operator commissary operating manager knew i was being trained like that he was very impressed he liked me um so my mother did something to fuck that up because i was in nursing school at the same time so i was working at the commissary i was you know in school to get my two-year uh nursing degree which i would have come out taking my NCLEX RN, which is the licensing exam, and become an RN. She knew that once I got out of nursing school, I would become an RN, but that I would be leaving that area. I would be leaving Sumter and moving somewhere else because she knew I didn't want to live here. She knew that. I had already tried to go to Atlanta to get a banking job. So uh, when I left the bank, cause, and see, that's what happened. When I tried to go, when I... When Bank of America called me and said, okay, you you passed our pre-teller test. We want you to come down here and interview. Do you know I got sick the very fucking next week? The week I, the next week when I was supposed to go down there for an interview, I was already working at a national bank. I, they were, I was communicating with them while I was at work at the national bank. While I was at my motherfucking uh, booth or till stall. Like, I was at my stall, you know, communicating with this Bank of America executive in HR and she was like we want you to come down on like I think it was June 5th or June 6th and uh interview with us and I had that day off so I was working full time but I had already taken a day off anyway because I knew that they were probably going to ask me to do that so I had took the day off and so my mother knew that I was in communication with them because I was living in her house right and so as soon as she found out I was going to be going down there to interview with them and she knew I was going to be hired because the lady that wanted to hire me from HR and Bank, and Bank of America was from Hartsville, South Carolina, which is right down the road. So me and the lady had already established a bond from being from the same area. And so um, my mother knew she's got this in the bag. My Like I said, narcissists are very psychic too, Okay. So she knew I already had it in the bag. She knew I was going to get that job and be making over 30 grand a year uh, at 20, 20 years old. That's, that's, a, that's good money for this area, over 30 grand a year. She knew my salary was going to go up. She knew that I could have went far, especially in Atlanta. My mother has lived in Atlanta before. She knows about Atlanta. She knows how far young black professionals 
could have went back then you know what i'm saying they can still go far but i mean the area is oversaturated now but back then you know i had a friend who went down who moved down to atlanta she got a job at georgia power making 18 dollars an hour as a secretary she was an administrative assistant but she was making 18 dollars an hour as a motherfucking secretary bitch at georgia power downtown atlanta and had a second job working at the mall at gap at the gap store in the mall uh, i think it was the mall on powers ferry road for those of you who are familiar with atlanta and marietta it was a mall out there i forgot the name of it on powers ferry road she used to work at the gap store she was making like an additional 12 dollars an hour at gap part-time so she would get off of uh, her full-time job at georgia power and then go to gap and work a couple times a week or whatever and work the weekends at gap and make 12 dollars an hour that was good fucking money for a 20 something year old good fucking money uh and then i think she had a third job that she would fill in on like do rotations like every couple of weekends she would rotate out with a um with somebody um i think she it was a check cash in place but still she was making her bread right my mama knew that i was even more motherfucking smart and determined and educated than this chick was this chick started working them jobs with no college experience I was going to be working at Bank of America with several years of college already under my belt. Okay. And a desire to get an MBA. My mother knew I wanted to get an MBA. That's why I had started in a bachelor's in business program. I had already gotten. She knew that I wanted to get my nursing degree and get an MBA. She knew that I wanted to get a dual master's. A master's in public health and an MBA. She knew that shit. She knew a lot of shit. Bitches nosy. That's why I don't talk to them. I'm sure they listen to my channel or whatever. Or somebody reports back to them. Probably one of my sisters. But either way. Um, so. A couple of days before the interview. I fall seriously ill. And y'all I got so fucking sick. I ended up in the goddamn hospital. With a serious fucking crisis. My kidneys were fucked up too. Now, my kidneys are healthy, right? But what happened was the crisis, the sickle cell crisis I had was so fucking bad that there was blood coming out of my kidneys. Serious, they call, it's called hemolysis or hemolysis. Hemolysis, where your body's breaking down blood cells so, so excessively that it's coming out and your, your urine comes out and it looks like blood. It's full of blood and it can look like Coca-Cola. It's full of blood. That's how bad that fucking crisis was. I fell ill so goddamn bad. That was the worst crisis I had had in 15 fucking years. I had not had a crisis in over 12 years when I fell sick. And it just happened to be right before that Bank of America interview. Also. So. I had to cancel the interview or whatever. And. Another time, this was only, so I think the Bank of America interview, that was some years later, right? So that was, the Bank of America interview was 2006. That was after I had already um, gotten sick and had to withdraw from nursing school. So let me tell you that. So that was the same year, right? So earlier 
I think I might have the year. So 2005, I got really sick. I was supposed to graduate nursing school in August 2005. In August 2005, right? February 2005. When my mother finds out that I only have three classes left and they're only eight weeks long and then I can graduate. Do you know, like I said, she knew my plan was to graduate nursing school and work for either a traveling agency or work or move out of state, right? Back then, hospitals were paying five, they were paying 10 and $15,000 sign-on bonuses just to come to their hospital. So she knew I wasn't going to have no problem. And, and a lot of them were paying to relocate you. So if you wanted, so for me, living in South Carolina, if I wanted to go and work at a hospital in Virginia, they would pay me 15 grand sign-on and pay my relocation fees move me to fuck up there which i already had relatives in virginia but still that's that's the kind of offers they had back then now the market is oversaturated you won't hardly find no damn offers like that unless you work for an agency or you go to another country but um so this was 2005 february do you know bitch i got so motherfucking sick out of the fucking blue I got sick and my lungs shut down. When I say my lungs shut down, I could not breathe on my own. I had pleurisy. I had a crisis so fucking bad. I was in the hospital for nine days and she knew. Like I said, this bitch knew shit. She knew that I could only miss two clinical days. Because I think my stepdad had a, a relative die or something. And I was like, well, I ain't missing nursing school. I'm not missing clinicals. I'm on a maternity rotation now. I'm not missing clinicals to go to nobody's funeral. Goodbye. I mean, I'm not fucking up my nursing attendance to go to somebody's damn funeral. A nigga going in the ground. So what? You know, that's, I mean, I wasn't that cutthroat back then. But, I mean, that's how the fuck I felt. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to miss school for this. Sorry. So, um... That created resentment uh, with her, I'm sure, because she didn't like being around his family and she had to go because I think what her plan was, she was probably going to get me to go. But either way, the fact of the matter was the rule in nursing school at that time was you could only miss two clinical days. And then if you miss more than two, they didn't give a damn if it was a death in the family, if it was a sudden illness of your child. If you got sick or if there was um, the only time that they would excuse you and give you a withdrawal, uh, a withdrawal, even if you were in the military and you were taking classes or your spouse was in the military, um, you still had to withdraw. They, they didn't make any excuses. If you miss more than two clinical days, you get you're kicked out of the program because they had a massive demand. They were one of the most I think they were one of the most sought after nursing schools in the fucking state. And they had a high pass rate for the NCLEX RN. So people were on wait list to get into that program. And I got into the program my first time applying to it. I got I got right in. The, the next motherfucking semester I was in there, I applied. And like spring, I was in that fucking classroom in September. The next time the classes started. So whereas they had originally told me I would have to wait till the following year or that they had a two-year wait list. I was in the motherfucking classes the next fucking semester. So I got so sick I was in the hospital for nine days. I had to withdraw from the nursing program. That shit broke me, yo. Now I don't so I still had my job at the commissary, but my job at the commissary was contingent upon me being a fucking student. It was contingent upon me being a student. 
So I had to stay in school in order to be at be in that job. So when I had to withdraw, I ended up having to leave my job. They ended up letting me go because it was a violation of the contract, even though it was due to illness and something I couldn't help. They were like, you're, you're hired as a student, so you're not a student because you got sick and you can't go back right now because your classes don't resume until the following year. They're not going to put you back in the nursing program until the following year. So you're not a student right now. You can't start new classes on another program, the bachelor's program in business till the fall. So you can't technically work here under this contract. And naturally, they had a lot of other students that were, you know, kids of military people that wanted to work there. So I had to leave that job, but I ended up getting a job at the bank. So the following, this is what happened with the bank. So I get the job at the bank, at the National Bank. So this was 2005, like I said. I get the job at the bank, and everything's going good, and every and, and it's fine or whatever. And then the following summer of 2006 is when Bank of America wanted to hire me. I had already been at the National Bank for a year, and I was also eligible for a raise at the bank. So Bank of America wanted to hire me. I was in a bachelor's in business program because I just went to another university and started that. So I was going to be going, uh, you know, after MBA and all of that after I got my bachelor's in business. So I got sick again. Right before the interview, I ended up in the hospital for 15 motherfucking days. 15 fucking days. Couldn't go to the interview. Soon as I got out the hospital and started doing better, and they told me at Bank of the Bank of America executive told me, "Oh, don't worry, dear. We still want to hire you. Soon as you get better, call us. We'll still interview you." I got better and had intentions to call them. Bitch, do you know that as soon as I got out the hospital for three motherfucking days and was recovering, I got sick again and ended up in there for an additional nine days. I had another motherfucking crisis and they diagnosed me with pneumonia. So at that point, now my bank at the national, now my job at the national bank is in fucking jeopardy. Because they're like, look, you've been in the hospital a total of fucking 24 days out of a goddamn 30-day period. We can't hold your position open like this. This bank get busy. We got to get somebody else to work here. So is you coming back or is you not? Like, I mean, because we can't hold this position open. So I had to resign from my job due to illness because I didn't know if when I got out of the hospital, something else was going to happen. And sure enough, when I got out of the hospital, my spleen started fucking up. So I had to sign my resignation papers. I was so fucking sick I couldn't drive myself around. My mother did that. Okay. My mother and my stepfather prayed against me. But it was mainly my mother. So I had to resign from my job at the bank. And now I have no job and I got bills piling up. And I'm still going to classes but... Classes cost money. Loans don't take care of all of that shit. Student loans don't take care of all of them fucking books. I know in nursing school, it was one year I had to pay $1,000 for books. I had to put that shit on my credit card. Because, yeah, I had an 800 credit score at the age of 20. You goddamn right. I've always been good with money. But shit has been, shit has been done to me to fuck up my life. 
you know, in different times. I've had it and not had it, you know. So I had to file for disability. I had to file for fucking Social Security. Do you know when I was awarded that the first time I applied, my mother was jealous of me that they gave me back pay? But yet she wasn't, she wasn't concerned about the fact that I had a bunch of debt to pay off. She wasn't concerned about that shit. She was mad because they gave me thousands of dollars in back pay. That's what she was mad about. And mad that I wasn't going to have to work no more. And that they was going to take care of shit. But you started the shit. Fucking with my health. I wouldn't have never had to do it if it wasn't for you. Ho. So now you're mad for years. Because you got to get out there and grind and I don't have to. You're mad. I paid my motherfucking FICA taxes, bitch. That's how I was entitled to it. If I was a veteran, I'd be entitled to VA benefits. What the fuck is your problem? Even so, I still worked as much as I could. Like, I had a stay a work-at-home job. I still tried to make something of myself. Still going to school. And every way blocked. Blocked, bitch. Blocked. What do I mean by blocks? Try to get, ended up, um, the bachelor's in business. I couldn't finish that program. You know why? Because I got sick again. When I was getting close to finishing it, when I had 85 motherfucking credits out of the 105 required for the fucking degree and was going to be graduating the following year in the, in the winter, in the December, um, class, do you know? I got sick again and... My, it was like periodic, like I would get sick every other month or every couple of months. So finally, I just gave up. Finally, I was like, I don't know what my health is doing. I just, I'm, I'm giving up school. Finally, I just left it alone. So when my health did stabilize in around like 2010 or so, I started a medical transcription program. Once again, was blocked from finishing that because... My externship cost $4,000 and my student loans were not going to cover it. So I didn't have $4,000 in cash to pay for an externship. I was a single mom at the time. My daughter was born in 2008. So she was about two years old around the time. Even though I was working um, a virtual assistant job and I was making good money, I was making like an extra three grand a month on top of, you know, me doing little um, side hustles or whatever. I still w didn't have that kind of cash to just lay out on an externship. And I didn't understand why my loans wouldn't cover it. But they were like, well, it's not enough credit hours. Because in the loan contract, it says it has to be at least six credit hours. It's only five. And I'm like, this is some spiritual shit. So I said, I won't be going back to school no more. You know? That was my last time attending school. Uh, university. And that was... In 20, January 2011, I had to withdraw from that program. Matter of fact, guess what? I had to withdraw in 20, January 2011. And in May, 
I was I would have been finishing my externship, which is you doing an internship, but not actually in nobody's office. I would have graduated with my medical transcription degree. It was not a diploma. It was a degree. Um, an associate in science, sciences, medical sciences. I would have graduated with that in May. So, again, just a couple months before graduation, something happens to stop it, right? Um, so after that, I said, I'm not going back to school anymore. I'm not. Um, so over the years, you know, everything was, um, my health improved. I didn't get sick again, just randomly like that until... I had um, a situation of SV. I was healthy after that, you know. But in 2014, so like three years later, I had a situation with my port where I had SVC syndrome. And it caused my face and my upper body to swell up really bad. And they had to do surgery in order to remedy that. And um, it caused me to have a sickle cell crisis. So I ended up moving back from North Carolina because I was living in North Carolina between um, May of 2008 and December of 2014, so almost seven years, about six and a half years, I lived in North Carolina near Duke University. And so when I got sick like that, I moved back from North Carolina, which cost me about $3,000 to do, which again, these raggedy black niggers do not understand how much money they've actually cost me by sabotaging, excuse me, sabotaging my life. Cost me like $3,000 to move back down here. So when I get back down here, I just had, I had had surgery on my neck and stuff. So I wasn't at full capacity. By the way, my mother did not help pack up a single thing in my apartment. I packed up my whole fucking apartment with a two-year-old by my fucking self after having just gotten out of the hospital with two surgeries on my neck and a sur and a surgery on my SVC. A balloon uh catheter procedure on my SVC which they go in through your groin. They go in go in right above the thigh to do that and they thread it up through through the uh aorta, the abdominal aorta and into the SVC. So I've had three surgical procedures and a sickle cell crisis and been in the hospital co collective of like 15 some fucking days. And I'm packing up a motherfucking apartment by my fucking self with a two year old. She wouldn't even watch my son for me to get that shit done. I had to I had to pack with him in the house. Nobody. Nobody helped. Uh, when it was time to put the stuff on the truck, yeah, I went and got the truck. And my stepdad and my sister and uh, my brother and a couple of their friends, um, you know, kept came and helped put the stuff on the truck and, like, break down my bed and stuff. But And they helped me clean up. But um, my, mother, my, my mother was missing in action, like she usually fucking is. And that's why I'm missing in action and I'll never speak to her ass. Okay? So when I get back down to her house, of course, I'm staying there. 
then starts the narcissistic abuse again and the control. Mine, this is 2014. So I'm 31 years old at the time. I spent my 30th birthday in the fucking hospital. Excuse me, my 31st birthday in the hospital. Um, so I was at her house a couple of months from December of 2014 up until like, I knew by January that I was going to have to hurry up and find my own place, you know, because even after I just spent $3,000 to move from out of state, I was going to have to hurry up and find my own place because I couldn't stand being in her house and I didn't want my children being talked too crazy and all that stuff. So I got an apartment in Columbia because I didn't find anything in this county and I got an apartment, no problem. Uh, it was really cute. It was just what I needed, and it was in a nice area, right close to downtown, where I could access everything. And for those of you that know Columbia, I lived right near Midlands Tech, uh, off of Rosewood. And so it was a, it was a cool area. Um, and my children were going to a very good school, Brennan Elementary School, and um, very nice. And um, so... There were two and three million dollar houses around the corner. It was pretty cool, you know. It was it's a diverse area. It's a little bit of everything over there. So all of a sudden, so I get this apartment, mind you, in March of 2015. In October 2015, a massive flood that that they call the thousand year flood hit South Carolina, and I lost everything in that flood. I had also gotten in January, see, this is the other reason why I knew I had to get out of my mama's house. In January 2015, right before I got the apartment, I got a new SUV because my dad had helped me get into a fucking lemon. The car ran good. My stepfather, rather. My stepfather had helped me get into a fucking lemon. The car ran good mechanically, never had any, like, engine problems or steering problems, but the AC was fucked up. There was a leak in the AC line. And the guys that sold us that car at some some little lot that he found in Salisbury, North Carolina, basically concealed the fact that it had AC problems by fucking up the windows so that we would feel like if you turn on the AC in the wintertime, it was so cold, it would feel like AC was blowing, but it wasn't blowing. So I had to spend $800 refilling that fucking antifreeze. Excuse me, not antifreeze, the refrigerant, the R4. I spent $800 and got ripped off by mechanics because they kept putting the coolant in, but they didn't address the leak in the line. So all it would do was it would be cold for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and it would be hot again. And then finally, a black man, I think, felt sorry for me and said, you know what, there's a leak in the AC line. So when I found that out, I said, okay, because back then, it was hot in December. There was days in December that we had 80 fucking degrees in South Carolina. It was, yes, 80 fucking degrees in some of those days in December in 2014. So I had to have AC, plus I had young children, plus I have sickle cell. I can't be burning up hot like that with no AC in this kind of sweltering southern heat. I have to have air conditioning. So I went and I got tired because I said I had already dumped 800 something dollars in the car. I said I got aggravated and I said, you know what, fuck this. So one day. While I was still living at my mother's house, I took that car to the fucking dealership. 
to um, a reputable dealer, a Toyota dealer. I took that car and I said, I want to trade this in and try to get something. You know, I know the payment probably not going to be no more than $100 more than what I'm paying now. I got to get something more uh, that, you know, it has to have cruise control. It has to be reliable and it has to have AC and it has to have space. Like, I'm not dealing with this car again. You know, somebody fucked me over and got me into it in the first place, convinced me that it was a good car. And it is a good car other than the AC problems, but I'm not paying an ad additional monies to overhaul this AC system and fix the line when I've already paid 800 and gotten ripped off. So fuck the car, middle finger up, gave it to the dealer, got a $15,000 RAV4. So my mother was very jealous of that because she was like, well, did you let your stepfather drive that before you bought it? Hell fucking no, because he's the one that helped me get into this piece of shit that I'm in now. Where it's hot as fuck in this car. So no, he won't be touching anything that I purchase from now on. No, I'm not asking for his opinion. So that really was a slap in their face for me to go and buy a damn near $20,000 SUV living in a house so I got an apartment the next month moved in in March at the first of the month in another county in Columbia which is Columbia is like the big city here even though it's a small city that's like you if you move to Columbia you making moves here that's how niggers are here slave-minded Negroes that's how they are here um but since I've been back in South Carolina, I've always lived in Columbia, except for the time that I was staying at my mom's house, and except for now. So, I lost everything in the October 2015 floods. My mother did not help pick up a single thing. She did not help salvage. She did not help clean nothing off. Then she told me to go and get all of this stuff out of there, which was covered in flood water and sewer water and mold and shit. Told me to salvage all of this stuff, which was a health hazard, by the way, and I got sickle cell, mine. Said she was going to come and help. Walked, worked right around the corner. Didn't come and help. She worked right around the corner from where I lived at that apartment. Number one, she never came to visit. She came to my apartment one time after me being there for over seven months. She came to my apartment one time. Then it got fucking flooded out. Lost my SUV. Ended up back at her house. Barely, a, not even a year after I first moved out of there. All my shit is ruined. TV gone. Furniture gone. All of that shit. Children's toys gone. I had just stocked the fridge with over $300 of groceries. Gone, bitch. Had just, um, um, Bought a bunch of like pull-ups and things for my son and socks and, and, and clothes and stuff for my kids. Gone, bitch. Gone. So, mind you now, right before that flood happened, she had made a nasty comment to me. My mother had said, well, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have nothing in that apartment except for that TV. So you know what? God flooded that whole place out and, and let me lose everything so that God could pay her ass back and say, no, I'll reestablish her and it won't have nothing to do with you because that really hurt my feelings and it really pissed me off. And I'll never forget that shit. If it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have nothing. You really think that if God can bless me with a new SUV that I won't have no furniture? 
You really think that? So God destroyed all of that shit. That way they couldn't hold nothing over my head because that's the materialistic motherfuckers they are. They're fucking evil. I don't give a goddamn if they sit up in Bethesda Church of God every Sunday or not. They are fucking evil. And I was on the verge of saying their names, but I'm not going to. Because I'm pissed. But anyway. Um... And I don't even know if Bethesda meets, you know, because of the, the cough, cough situation. But I'm just saying, when it was meeting, them motherfuckers can sit up in there and sit up in Sunday school all they want. They're fucking evil. You're hearing on my platform, for those of you that know them, what the fuck they've done. Some of the things, and I've told a lot of that over the years, of me running two different channels, okay? So right after that comment, I lose everything in the flood, including my SUV. She tells me to salvage all of this stuff and go and pick it up and bring it to the house. So I bring it to her house and then she starts complaining that I need to get, I need to clean it up because it's making her house look junky and messy. I need to clean it up. It's making my living room and my patio look messy. Well, where the fuck am I supposed to put this stuff out in the yard? In the grass? It's got to be somewhere. It's got to dry. I got to clean it off with the, with the water hose, you know, and then, well, don't wash any more clothes because... Um, my washing machine needs a break. You need to take that to the laundromat. Oh, so I'm supposed to spend $600 in washing clothes at the laundromat? Is That's how many clothes it was. All the shit in the closet got wet. It was 65 inches of motherfucking water. Excuse me, 56 inches of water in my motherfucking apartment. That that will ruin everything. It, it, it knocked the damn refrigerator over and everything. That's how much water came through that bitch. Knocked the motherfucking refrigerator over. The only things that get, didn't get wet was my guns that I put on top of the motherfucking um, cabinets. Fortunately, I had the kind of cabinets where there's space up there in between the top of the cabinet and the ceiling. And I put my guns up there because we had to fly out of that place. That water was already knee high when I ran out of there with my children. And we waited out of that fucking water. That shit was off the goddamn chain. And I lost all of my laptops. I lost my laptops. I lost my tablets because... I thought putting, I, I was in such a hurry to get out of there because the water was rising so fucking fast. The water started rising at six o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, yo. You just waking up out your sleep and it's water on the fucking floor. Coming in. Fortunately, I'm an early riser. Fortunately, I get up every day around that time. Five, six o'clock in the morning, I'm starting to wake up, you know. So, fortunately, I was up by that time and it wasn't motherfucking knee high. And plus, I heard the people outside yelling and carrying on. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I get up and it's water on the floor flowing in from the bathtub and everywhere. So I had to snatch my children out of the bed because the direction the water was coming from was on their side. It was on the wall behind them. The water was coming in from that side. And my room was in front of there. So they were getting the water first and I had to snatch them out, put them on the couch, scramble and get my medications um hide them guns because i knew that it was chances that were high chances were high salvage crews were going to come in or the owners or something were going to come in i didn't want them stealing my guns i had a gun cabinet i had to clean the fucking gun cabinet out um i had to hurry up and do all of this shit i had to grab you know some clothes for them some socks before all the clothes and socks got wet throw them in a bag carry both my son who was a toddler 
and hold my daughter by the hand and go out in motherfucking knee-high water that's raising. By the time we got in the, in the apartment, it was knee-high. When I opened that motherfucking door and tried to go out that fucking front door, that shit was waist-high. I had to get, this lady fortunately helped me get across that water. That shit was coming around the corner of our buildings in a strong ass, like a strong river current. It pushed those, you know, those big um, community dumpsters, the big ones that the big trucks pick up with the forklift to empty. It pushed those all out the way in the street. That water was off the fucking chain. And what happened was dams up river burst and that's why the water was coming in so fast like that but um i ended up going to the neighbor's house and i had some of the clothes got wet but they were you know some of them were dry she was a she let me stay over at her house because she was on higher ground and then i ended up going further up the street because the water kept rising so we had to evacuate them the fire department was stretched so thin they just sent a couple of off a couple of them came in plain clothes and was like get from back there like the whole half of the fucking complex was flooded that shit was on national news all right so i go up the street and my son because i had to hurry up and grab clothes it was already only 60 degrees so the water was cold and he started it was cold i could tell like because his little uh, hands and lips were blue, so I'd wrap him in a blanket and a towel. Then, because we were at a person's house that wasn't child-friendly, she had a knocked-out window. She was real ghetto and hood, but she was a sweetheart, but she's ghetto and hood, and her son was much older. Her son was, like, 15. The house was not child-friendly, so while we were there and while I was waiting for my parents to come and pick us up, my son cut his hand on her window because it was somebody, I guess, that visited her house had knocked out the first plane of glass. And my son got up on the couch during all of this hubbub of trying to keep everything straight and trying to make sure all the kids are accounted for of these neighbors and all of this. The news people showed up, all of this, you know, it's people that had to be rescued in boats. It's elders that couldn't get out of there that had to be rescued. It was a real fucking mess. My son cut his hand. He was, you know, cold. I had to wrap him up in blankets. I didn't have no pants for him. I had shorts. It was a fucking mess. And then my mother was like, well, it took us two hours to get here, but you didn't lose everything in the flood. I don't give a fuck how long it uh, took you to get here. You're a grandparent, aren't you? You're a mother, aren't you? Tell we, everywhere we went down was flooded and we, it took us two hours to get here from the other county. It usually take 35 minutes. Well, you wasn't coming up here to see about us. No way. (laughs) If I hadn't seen it with my own lies, I wouldn't believe it. What the fuck you mean you wouldn't believe it? I told you everything was lost, so you had to come here with your own eyes and see that the water was up to the fucking roof. Why would why would people exaggerate that? This bitch is fucking crazy. So I go to her house, like I said, all the bullshit happens. I get a new apartment. Apartment get flooded out. When I moved from that apartment, um, I got a new one. So things were problematic at her house. So I packed everything up and ended up leaving there prematurely. And I got another apartment on the other side of the city. So meanwhile, they put the kids back in school before people could fully recover from that situation. So I had to drive 
40 miles one way to take my daughter to school and to pick her up from school in another county. Also looking for an apartment, so I got an apartment. That ended up being a problem. So fortunately, I had only signed a month-to-month lease, but in between me getting an apartment, like I said, I left my mother's house. We stayed in a hotel. I stayed in a hotel, bitch, until my apartment was ready. The first apartment I got was not going to be a good fit. We stayed there for one. We didn't even stay there for a whole night because it was a fucking problem. And I believe my mother did something. She did something witchcraft. Some She did something or she has somebody that she works with do it. Because let me tell you, bitch, we got that apartment. It was clean. It was just right. Um, and it was in a, a good county. It was in a county right beside Richland County, Lexington County. And everything was going to be fine. And um, I was close to everything I needed. I was right, you know, hopping, you know, uh, right across the river from downtown Columbia. It was cool. Plus, I was right on the next street from a really good church. So I was like, well, if I want to go to church, I've been to this church before I can go there. Very um, well-known church in the African-American community. I think they're probably uh, known pretty well in the Southeast anyway. So I'm right near the church and all that. Everything's good. The schools are good over here. We couldn't even spend the first night in there and roaches start coming out from everywhere bitch mind you i went there and inspected the apartment they were painting i didn't see no evidence of pest problems on the outside of the building or on the inside of the building everything looked perfectly clean everything looked new like everything was fine why we get in there the first night roaches come out from everywhere the roaches were so fucking bad bitch they was crawling on the water bottles they was coming from behind the motherfucking stove they was getting in the fridge why the fuck i didn't see no evidence of this before i moved in here that's because it was witchcraft guess what that's why i've told you they'll send shit to your house if they know where you live and you know what she knew where the fuck i lived if you're not if you don't know how to do protection work they will do that shit okay so i had to move we moved to a hotel because i wasn't going back to her house so we stayed in the hampton inn for a couple of nights and we stayed in the extended stay for like three more, three, no, four more nights because, um, yeah, we stayed in extended stay for like four more nights because I had to wait for my new apartment to get ready. <laughs> so I got another apartment, which was thankfully on the same side of town where my daughter's school was. So I wasn't having to drive 10 miles across town and all that. Got a new apartment and that's the one that we ended up staying in for almost five years. All right, but then I told you about that witchcraft attack that happened where it became infested with mold after having no problems with that for years. Became suddenly infested with mold and suddenly infested with pests after never having a problem for almost five fucking years. All of a sudden that happened when people found out that I was moving to Finland. All of a sudden when people found out I was moving to Finland, my apartment became uninhabitable and you know what that was that was witchcraft attack because they probably wanted to see well we're gonna fuck up her apartment and let's see if this white boy help her which he did let's see let's see how this white boy help her since she claimed she engaged and she claimed she moving over there with him let's see if he help her if we destroy her and her places her and her kids place to live let's see if he helped this nigger bitch and her kids let's see if he help her which he did. So the complex, in order, I was going to sue the complex, but in order that 
I didn't sue them. They kind of gave me a concession so that I wouldn't sue them, basically. <laughs> and so I, I decided not to because I was going to be moving to Finland anyway, and it wouldn't have been no time to do all of that. Um, they moved me to a brand new apartment um, across the parking lot on the other side of the parking lot brand new they had rebuilt the whole buildings it was brand new excuse me granite countertops stainless steel appliances really nice really cool but the thing about it was whoever they hired to rebuild it they used very very cheap um dry rock or excuse me sheet rock and or drywall and it was very it was paper thin and you could hear all the noise from the neighbors downstairs you know you could hear their tv it was just i knew i wouldn't stay there long term I just, they were like, we'll give you this apartment until your lease is up in three months. We'll give it to you at the same rate as your old apartment across the way that you can't live in no more. Um, but I had to move all that stuff by myself. My stepdad and one of his friends came and helped me move my 55-inch TV and um, my big furniture. But I had to throw away all of my furniture because it was, the pest infestation came became so bad I had to throw away all the furniture. So... When I moved into the apartment across across the street, um, I didn't. I only the only furniture I had was like my TV, TV stand, um, and dining room table, a uh, round table for my kids to do homework at. But we we weren't we were only going to be there for two and a half months anyway, so we just used our air mattresses. But um, <clears throat> my son kept having nosebleeds, which also was witchcraft attack. Okay. Um, my mother was, she made a comment one time and she thought that I didn't catch it, but she was like, them mysterious nosebleeds, you need to take him to the doctor. I said, I did. He goes to the doctor regularly. They don't know what it's from. He's healthy. He's healthy as a horse. They don't know what it's from. And I said, but I thought that maybe it was the aspergillus mold. But even when we moved to the new place, he continued to have those nosebleeds. So waking up with blood all over the pillow like i mean his nosebleeds were bad like he soaked through three paper towels one time like and it would happen in the middle of the night or real early in the morning and i knew that was fucking witchcraft so somebody was doing work on my children um but i ended up moving leaving all of that behind moving to finland i put all my shit in storage except for my 55 inch tv it's at my parents house or whatever um, they can fucking have a shit. I'll buy another one if I want one, but I don't need a TV like that. I have a TV here. I'm not, I don't want nothing that they have over there. You know, I'm not worried about none of that material shit because let me tell you something. They're the type of people that hold material shit over your head. So even though it's my shit, I don't want to have to develop or excuse me, reestablish a relationship or a link with them. Okay. So I'm not worried about none of that shit. I got all the, everything I need I have here. Okay. So, y'all know the story. I went to Finland. Witchcraft was done by my ex and other people. Hating ass bitches in the BWE community or Black Women's Empowerment Swirl community who were jealous, as well as family members admitted to praying against the marriage. He flipped on me one day. There was an assault or domestic dispute. I ended up leaving, staying in a women's safe home for three weeks came back here March matter of fact March 6th yesterday was the anniversary of me moving into coming back to this country one year ago on March 6 2020 I came back into the country right before they closed the damn borders for due to uh the cough cough situation so 
that's you those of you that have been listening for a while know that whole thing so when I got back here I was staying with a former friend um who ended up being very abusive and toxic herself I was sleeping at her house and trying to you know build build my finances back up to get my own car and get my own place and things were intentionally being done to run through my money like she was doing stuff saying she didn't have the money and she had the money to get money out of me and saying she didn't have money to feed her kids and she did have money she got damn near three thousand dollars stimulus money I didn't even get my stimulus money until motherfucking August even when that happened when I got my stimulus money this bitch essentially pushed me out joked and kicked me out Right when I got, right when she suspected I got my stimulus money because I didn't tell nobody, right when she suspected that I got it, that's when she kicked me out and I had to end up blowing that money on a hotel. Okay? So I had to stay in a hotel for two weeks because I ended up leaving her house in the middle of the month. And you can't start a new lease till the first of the month usually. So, yeah. And then left the hotel and now in this house, four bedroom house. Okay? So people that wonder why I don't re- work a regular job is because every time I've tried, things have happened and people wonder why I don't speak to my family and why I don't have any um, dealings with them and why I don't want them in my life pro- possibly ever again is because of the things that they've done. Okay. All right. They are fucking evil and they are involved in witchcraft. Even if it's just praying, it's not just praying because there's no way that you praying against somebody should result in that kind of calamity in their life you doing some dark shit that's the dark like when somebody falls ill like that and they almost die and their kidneys is fucked up and their lungs is fucked up and they lose that you know not just the like praying against somebody and they fucking house goddamn gets flooded out and you know pests happen and all of this kind of shit happens and you done prayed against somebody you're praying to some very 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 dark entities you are possibly praying to fucking satan because i ain't never seen the most high do people like that especially with the the bugs and shit now yeah that happened with the um egyptians but when i'm not doing anything bad to these people and all of a sudden bad shit like that happens to me because of jealousy and that's all the root of it was was jealousy and fucking evil they're possessed with demons they are possessed with demons. I don't believe I will ever speak to my mother again. If she died tomorrow, goodbye. And I know that sounds harsh, but you don't understand what I've been through. You don't understand it. Goodbye. Because this earth needs to be rid of another fucking wicked person. Goodbye. Because her being in my life, all of that calamity happened. Since she been out of my life, shit been going a lot better. Okay. Coincidence? No, I don't think so. Shit been going a lot better since she been out of my life. So for the people that wonder why, oh, well, she doing this, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Because when I was trying to do those so-called typical careers, it didn't work because people were sabotaging me. But guess what? They're not going to sabotage my motherfucking business and see the revenge on it is. The laughing all the way to the bank is, I'm going to make more money now than I ever would have done in them careers. Okay? So see, 
while you were trying to sabotage me to the people listening that were doing that while you were trying to sabotage me i'm actually making more money and will make more money than i ever would have made in any of those careers okay because see when you're an entrepreneur you don't have a limit the limit that is on you is based on how you want to how much you want to work or how little you want to work you ought to know this about business and if you don't fucking know it then you need to find out being an entrepreneur is based on how much or how little you want to market how much or how little you want to work how much or how little services or products or you know contracts or whatever you want to do you know i have multiple abilities so I have an ability to freelance other skills that I have that I don't talk about in the writing aspect. Freelance work with that kind of stuff. So all the people that sabotaged me and did shit, all you did was put me on a level to where now I don't have to rely on nobody's goddamn degree and nobody's nine to five in order to take care of myself and my children, okay? And see, the thing about it is the nine to fives a lot of times don't allow you to save nothing for your fucking kids because you're so busy paying bills. Whereas if you're a business owner, you can lead a fucking business to your kids. You can't leave nobody else's job to your kids, baby. You can't leave nobody else's job to your kids. So I'm rebuilding myself and, you know, I've been through a lot. Y'all want to wonder why or y'all people that wonder why I'm so goddamn stubborn. This is why. Now, it is in my chart for me to be like that. However, I have given people the benefit of the doubt a lot. And, you know, while I regret some of it, I know it was a part of my soul path. You know, I agree to these things. It's okay. But I'm going to tell you what, ain't nobody stopping me now. I've had enough blockages. I also prayed that I would be able to have my own business. Um, I prayed for that. Um, I wanted to go overseas. I went. I also prayed that uh, I prayed for a lot of things, you know, that have come to pass and that uh, are still coming to pass. And I also wanted to say it's important. It was important for me to cut ties with my family for the other reason that was revealed in a reading just yesterday. Um, a dear soul that I listened to talked about in a reading how um, a lot has been taken from you and now you're getting it back. You're going to switch places with a lot of people. So the people that are sitting up in the $200,000, $300,000 houses, baby, it's only going to be a short period of time before I'm in that same place. And you're going to be the opposite. See, the meek shall inherit the earth. And I've been the one on the down, I've been the underdog for a long time. But I got that number eight life path number. You cannot underestimate that number eight life path number, baby. If you don't know about the number eight life path number, that's nothing but power and success. So you see, combined with my anointing, I've been on the underside for a long time. You know, I had blessings here and there. I always thank the most high for every day and for everything I have. I've always been like that. And the reason why I'm going to be blessed and continue to be blessed is because of my heart. And that's why the reader that, that put out that reading said, because of your heart, you're going to be the one that's blessed. And you are the one that's being blessed. And people wondering how and why and why are you well known and why are you... 
and you could even just be starting up. You could just be starting. You could just have your little startup or whatever, and they're wondering how you did it. It's because your heart was always right, and theirs wasn't. Okay, so the people that, you know, took away those little things in the past, I might not have my motherfucking cocaine white Camry no more. It's okay. Guess what I'm going to have, though? My cocaine white truck that I want. Okay? So it's all good. I ain't got that $500 payment no more. It's all good. But you know what? <laughs> you know what, bitch? I'm still going to be pushing something clean when it's time now. Because, see, you can't fuck with that number eight life path number. Remember all them years Nelson Mandela was in prison. Because he got the number eight life path number two. Matter of fact, one of his relatives had friend requested me on Facebook um, some months back. Last year, I told you all about that on his channel. One of Nelson Mandela's relatives friend requested me on Facebook, bitch. So if a bitch ain't famous... Why the fuck would Nelson Mandela's relative be friend requesting me? Why the fuck would Soldier Boy be friend requesting me? The Soldier Boy friend requested me on Facebook, bitch. That's the celebrity I was talking about that friend requested me. Soldier Boy, tell him. Yeah. Deontay. Excuse me, DeAndre is his name. My bad. DeAndre had friend requested me. But he be going through these little things on social media and shit. He be going through his things on social media. So one minute he be following people, one minute he don't. One minute he be friend requesting people, one minute he don't. I got a screenshots. I don't think he's on my friends list no more because he removes and adds people back periodically. But my Facebook is deactivated anyway due to privacy concerns. But, um... Yeah, Soldier Boy Teller. That's the that's the celebrity that friend requested me, and ain't no telling how many other uh, celebrities are friends with me on social media or following me, and I don't know that it's them. They might have a dummy or a, you know like a troll account. Ain't no telling how many others it is. You know, um, that was just a public one that I was able to see with my eyes and verify. I was able to verify it was his real page. By the comments that were left on the page and also by the connection to his real Instagram page where he has millions of followers. Okay, so. Um, that's more evidence that when I tell you these celebrities come to me on Astro, I'm not fucking playing with you. If I was if if one of them friend requested me last year, that's that's just more evidence that I wasn't fucking lying and playing to you, playing with you. If somebody that's in the industry friend requested me, come on now. But um, going back to what I was saying about entrepreneurship, you know, you can't fuck with the number eight life path number. That's somebody that could be homeless one year and a millionaire the next. Look at it. You can go look it up and look at look at what goes on with the number eight. That's the magician, bitch. <laughs> You can pull that shit in, but you can lose it. You can lose it, but you can pull it back in. You pull it in. And like I said before, even um, Priestess Offset Ra, I'm in. She said, I wouldn't want to have a number eight life path number because that's a fucking tough, that's a tough path. And you got to leave your mark on the world, bitch. I'm leaving my mark on the motherfucking world for all these haters. I'm leaving my motherfucking mark for all these bitch ass niggas and these Loose pussy hoes that got so much to say 
I don't give a fuck what you got to say. You ain't going to do shit about me. And you ain't stopping nothing. To all the family members and the relatives that treated me like I was a redheaded stepchild, don't you ever come to me for money or help. Because you will not get any. Okay? Because I've told a story to the motherfucking world about how y'all treated me. About how some of you wish death upon me. Many men wish death upon me. So now y'all know. To wrap this shit up. Now y'all know why I'm an ornery ass bitch. Stubborn as a motherfucker. Hard as steel. Hard as steel, bitch. Now you know. <laughs> Just a little bit. Now you know. this. I ain't even covered all the motherfucking times I was in the hospital. And it was just me and the Most High. And me and Yeshua. And the angels. The pain was so goddamn bad. Jesus. Ooh, Lord. I ain't talked about all them times when I was laid up in that motherfucker in a cold room. With nobody coming to see me. With nobody calling me. With nobody sending me flowers. I'm just hanging on. By the grace of the Most High. Just hanging on. Waiting for my bone marrow to act right. Hanging on. I ain't even covered that shit. Because it ain't no need to even talk about it. That shit made me tough as motherfucking nails. Tough, not even just nails. Tough as motherfucking railroad ties, which is a special type of nail. Okay. And it also made me very, very aware of spiritual warfare and the nature of life and death. Because death and me are very fucking familiar, okay? Now, shout out to the dear soul who might be listening. I'm not going to call her name, you know, because I don't want to be calling people name all the time. You know, some people don't like that shit. Shout out to the dear soul who said in her reading, you might be related to the cat people. Yeah, I'm a Leo invited. Others have told me that they hear Sockmet come out of my voice sometimes. They hear Sockmet come out of my frequency when I'm speaking, especially when I get mad. She said, you might have been related to the cat people because you a cat whisperer and you got a special relationship with cats. So the goddesses Sakamet and Bost more than likely love you. I told y'all I was the cat whisperer. I told y'all I love cats, right? I told y'all. Y'all done heard me on these videos before talking to the cats now. Mm-hmm. And they be looking in my eyes. One of them in love with me, child. One of them... The little boy cat, my little buddy, he in love with me, child. He followed me all around the house, always paying attention. That's the one that I said got on my chest, sat on my chest to protect me. He's heavy, too. He about 15, 14 pounds. He got right on top of my chest, close to my face to protect me because it was, you know, Colonel Whitaker. It was a spirit that appeared behind me. I didn't look at it, but I told you the cat, his eyes got real big, like, I see you. Like, let me let me sit here by Bree. I'm, I'm watching over Bree. Cats are protective like that. I told y'all about the cat when I was a toddler that took a hit. She took a, she lost her eye trying. She lost her eye protecting me. Right, the uh, Persian Persian cat named Princess. All right, there's another one here. 
she come she always be sitting outside my door in the morning making sure i get up making sure brie ain't dead in this motherfucker brie ain't dead in this motherfucker just saying she be watching she has the energy that princess the cat had the cat that the persian cat that watched over me when i was a little girl this kitty has that energy so i know it's not princess reincarnated but this is the um, the mantle that gets passed between animals right you lose a dog there could be another dog that you get that protects you in the same way this is just an example so all the haters have done nothing but make me grateful make me humble because i've lost because i've had it and i've lost it i know how to handle it right i'm responsible i'm not materialistic you know um i know what it is to have a little and i've never had a whole 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 lot but the point is be ye good stewards over the little that you have like the bible talks about and then god may see fit to bless you with more so i don't reg i regret trash ass niggas and niggerettes that's what i regret but i know i agree to a certain soul path so it's all good the point is people counted me out people underestimated me especially my ex the reason why he cheated on me and went with that bitch latifah walker the reason why isaiah taylor jr went with latifah walker is because he thought she had more money and that she could do more for him financially but i'm the one with the business businesses plural I'm the one with the platform. I'm the one who's well known though. So he counted me out. He underestimated me. He talked shit about me because I have two children. That bitch got two kids now too and no job. Whereas Bree's able to operate freely because I don't have to worry about nobody's job. So he counted me out and kicking himself every day for it relatives counted me out and kicking themselves every day for it that's their karma it's not for me to intervene at all i would never intervene in nobody's karma i would never accept nobody back into my life that did me like that ever so that nigga can forget it we'll never i'll never speak to him and i'll never respond to him if he ever did contact me i would never speak to his motherfucking ass even if i saw him in public i would never motherfucking have any contact with anybody that treated me like that because even when he saw where I was going, he was still doing dirty shit. Even when he knew I had this platform, he was still up to dirty shit and still lying to my face. That former roommate, that bitch is broke. I, that bitch is struggling. She's going to be a squiggly single mother for in, in perpetuity. Because she's not going to be blessed. By the way she did me and just the life she's carrying on, she's not going to be blessed. Ever. And she probably going to end up with a disease if she keep fucking these something niggas raw like she is. She probably already got something. Um, and the rest of them can just go to fucking hell because that's where they're going anyway. You ain't got to believe in hell. I know about it because I done seen the motherfucker before. So you people that don't believe it's a real place that there's a real hot hell for real. Hmm. You went for a fucking rude awakening because an angel took me there before, bitch. I wouldn't lie about that. 
Because, you know, I, I don't fuck with the church. I You know I don't fuck with the church. Y'all that heard me talk all this shit, y'all know my energy don't even give you church. You know my energy and my voice don't even give you that. So, I ain't preaching about no damn hell just because I'm, you know, with the church or in that Christianity. Now, I renounce that. Because I knew Christianity was not of the most high that I serve. That is a Luciferian agenda. So, no. Hell is not real because the, the Jesuits or whoever told you it was real. It's real because it's motherfucking real. There's several different, I will say, hellscapes. I'll just call them that, hellscapes. There's several different ones. Some of them are farther away from here and others uh, are just different dimensions of this very planet, this very plane. Okay? So, just don't, um, you know, people people that see me as a hard ass or, you know, some stubborn whatever. I've been through enough shit that I deserve to be motherfucking stubborn and I deserve to stand my ground. Because... When I was nice girl and allowed people to have power and have control over me, it destroyed my life. So now I don't allow that. It's not just now. I'm just saying I grew over time to, you know, like stand in my power and recognize who I was. That was that was the whole purpose of the path was to recognize who I was and remember why I came here. Okay. So. That's all I got to say. I've made this long enough. Uh, y'all take care <laughs> and, uh, I will talk with you all later on in the week, more than likely. I got some reads I need to post up on my other channel. So, um, I think I'm going to do Pisces next. They said do Pisces next. So Pisces will be the next March love reading that I post. Okay. Every Zodiac sign will be posted. And then in between there, when I get a chance this week, I will get the Sagittarius ancestor read done. Cause I didn't forget about y'all. It's just been stuff coming up and my energy um, has gotten drained yesterday. So I need a couple days to charge back up and then I'll be able to dive in. I'm going to get that Sagittarius ancestral read done first because that's been delayed. And then I'm going I'm to put the uh, Pisces read up and then we'll go forward with all the other signs after that because those reads don't take as much of my energy. All right. So. Those of you that are on a divine soul path probably have suffered a lot and, and or will. If you're just now recognizing your life purpose and or getting on your path, you've always been on the path. That's just the thing. You've always been on the path since you came here. But once you are starting to remember and recognize it for what it is and or remember past lives, you probably will be persecuted or you have. That's just the nature of the things, you know, uh, that are associated with this kind of journey. But, you know, um, like the Bible says, the meek shall inherit the earth, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. So the people that was looking down their nose at me, you know, with the white picket fence and the husband and the family and, you know, y'all going to church together on Sundays and y'all going out to dinner. Y'all motherfuckers is going to be looking ashy lipped and pole mouth when it's all said and done. Y'all motherfuckers is going to be in the goddamn FEMA camps and hoarded into the prisons. For those souls that are destined. Or, or they're going to go to the fucking grave. It's just they're going to go in them fucking plastic and pine boxes. That that them, that Gov and them had put together. And, and, and thought that y'all didn't know about. And the rest of us are going to be judges. I'm already a judge. Baby can you imagine when this motherfucker go down. 
and I really get to come out of this body and be a fucking be on that level with all of them powers. Hmm. Can you imagine when I've already damned somebody's soul in the 3D? When I've already done it on Astral? When the Most High have already called me up there while I was in this motherfucking body? I had done that years ago, back in 2016. Called me up there and I was able to damn somebody's soul. Not just somebody, two people's soul. Because of how they treated me? <laughs> Keep fucking with the anointed ones. Because see, there are those of us that ain't going to forget you. Because it's not about remembering you. It's about remembering your soul and your vibration. See, it's not about remembering a face. It's remembering your vibration. My soul ain't never going to forget you. My higher self ain't never going to forget you. My subconscious ain't never going to forget you. So if you've done something very, very detrimental and dirty to me, you can rest assured the most high ain't going to never forget you either. And you might not see it now. Some people's judgment is going to be reserved for a special time. But a lot of the people that fucked me over are seeing it. They're losing a lot of money and they're having a lot of problems and their, their health is even going down. So, you know, all them times I was laid up in the hospital and people was looking down on me like, oh, poor little Tink Tink. Well, what do you have to say about little Tink Tink now? You gonna be the motherfucker with the fucking bedpan and the gout. Not me. The devil is a lie. <laughs> it ain't gonna be me. It gonna be you. I never had gout. I'm just saying that. You know. You gonna be the motherfucker with the problems. Not me. You gonna be the motherfucker on the morphine drip. But you know what? They gonna withhold that shit from you. Because that's gonna be a form of your karma. They gonna let your ass suffer. They gonna, they gonna withhold pain medication from these kind of people. And relief. And they're going to let them suffer. And they're going to torture them. That's just what it is. Because they deserve what's coming to them. I don't forgive none of them. I'll never forgive none of them. That's up to the most high. Get. God forgives I don't. Okay. Alright. Just so that's established. I would only ever forgive my children. And that's it. I don't forgive no other people. Period. Because if I know my heart was right and you fucked me over, you don't get no forgiveness. You knew what you were doing. Just like I knew my heart was right and I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing was to stay righteous. You knew what you were doing was to be a fuck boy or fuck girl. So you don't get no forgiveness from me. The hell with that. That's part of the reason why I have the power that I have. Because I don't just dole out forgiveness like motherfucking candy. That's part of the reason why I have the power I have. Because I don't just do that. It makes you weak. It does. It makes you weak. Look at the historical record. Didn't it, Wouldn't it make a king weak if he forgave a traitor? Wouldn't that make a queen weak? It would, wouldn't it? If you forgive the traitor and let them still hang around as if they didn't do what they did, that makes you look fucking weak. And guess what? It invites other demons to fucking try you. Nah. Sometimes you need to let heads roll and that's it. I'll talk to y'all later. Thank <music> you.